Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. Today, I am beyond excited for you to meet Ashley. She is a self-love, personal brand, and embodiment coach. She has been game-changing for me and my business, so I am so excited for you to meet her. So grab your cocktail, and we will meet you in the lounge. Ashley, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking today? Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Right now, it is earlier in the day. So I have a oat milk lavender matcha, but later on, oh, I'm definitely going to indulge a little bit. I'm going to have maybe a martini. What <laughs> kind? Like a dirty martini or like a lemon? So I, I have a weird thing where I don't love olives. So it's definitely going to be a gin martini with a a twist. I know your face. You're like, no, no, Jen. No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So lavender matcha Mm -hmm. oat milk. Is that like heaven? Cause it sounds like it. I love lavender. My husband thinks I'm insane for loving it. It's insanely good. Like the hint of lavender in there, it just makes it. And I'm not normally a lavender drinker of lavender. I like the smell of it in my candles or things like that. But when it's just a touch, ooh, it's good. It moves mountains. Right. Does it have that like aromatherapy aspect to it? You know, if you smell lavender and you like instantly feel calmed down, if you drink it, does it feel the same way? I mean, it does for me. All right. Fine. <laughs> fine. Okay. Um, Second, so Ashley and I met, we were in the same mastermind group for the last six months, and then we went to a mastermind retreat. And it's really interesting because when you talk to people on Zoom, you really, I feel like, don't get the whole essence of who they are, like their demeanors, um, their personality, their mannerisms. But then when you go in person, it's like, oh my gosh, amazing. You, to be honest, the most beautiful, confident interesting like you have so many things that you do like where you work for your full-time job I'm sure I'm not supposed to say it because it's I mean you it's a pretty high-end like she works with celebrities that's that's (laughs) but also bartender um she also has a branding business um she's also a personal brand strategist like me um but she comes at it with such a different take so can you give listeners a little background of who you are, where you came from, some of the cool things you've done in life. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for that little intro. Uh, I had the best time meeting you. Like so much fun. So much fun. Um, Entrepreneurship is something that's always called to me. Um, It's kind of one of those things where it just finds you. Um, And I've always known that I wanted to um, help people on a larger scale, but it took me a lot of time to really narrow it down and decide the best way to do it. So uh, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things in the world is seeing people in their greatness, in their passion, in their joy. Like when I watch the Olympics, I'm like bawling my eyes out because it's so incredible. Or like even something like the voice or dancing with the stars. I'm like, oh, she hit that. No, it's so good. But um, my background, I started, um, I've been in and out of food and beverage for many, many years, worked in very high level restaurants with high level chefs, have a really, really great connection with with a lot of them. Um, I won't name drop here, but uh, (laughs) I started out also doing uh, wedding planning. I started my own company doing wedding planning and actually planning wedding proposals with the men, which was super fun. (laughs) And then um, that helped me kind of transition into becoming a self-love coach and uh, really helping couples or people just kind of find self-love before they in, jump into a life, lifelong commitment with someone because it's important to really truly know yourself, love yourself before you do that type of thing. So uh, super fun. In the meantime, I was doing stand-up comedy and improv <laughs> and now I have transitioned. Uh, so many of my self-love uh, clients actually started asking me like, okay, I have self-love and now I know that I'm meant to take over this world. So how did you start your business? And that naturally led me into doing business coaching and specifically, more specifically, uh, personal branding. Mm. Well, you forgot one part. Miss yeah. 
finalist. Of oh no, <laughs> she's calling me out. Uh, somewhere in there, I was a top finalist in Miss New York USA, uh, the preliminary pageant, preliminary pageant for Miss USA and Miss Universe, which was super fun and just an awesome experience to be in. Oh my gosh, you have so you're so multifaceted, faceted, did whatever. However, you <laughs> say that in a plural way, but you just interest me so much, and I just love everything that you have going on. So my first question: What was the best wedding proposal that you ever planned? What was the cool? Oh my one? goodness, um, this is kind of biased, but it's my brother's. He's actually the reason I even started doing uh, proposal planning to begin with. He wanted to propose to his now wife. And um, he, because I did wedding planning and things like that, um, and I just love a good surprise, he asked me to help. And it was in New York City. She was obsessed with Louboutin. So I actually went to Louboutin and arranged uh, a full secret proposal, dropped off the ring, and had uh, champagne toast and everything ready for them. So he, she was graduating from law school and we actually planned that they stayed at a hotel, like almost a block from Louboutin. And I was running late, quote unquote, to uh, their brunch. And I was like, oh guys, why don't you just, I text her and I was like, hey, Naya, why don't you guys go to Louboutin? Like, it's right there. I'll be there soon, but like push him to go there, like go to Louboutin. And she was like, ooh, good idea. So she thinks it's her idea. They go to Louboutin and as they are purchasing a pair of shoes, uh, the store clerk says, oh, since you are our 100th guest or something like that, we have a, a small gift for you. And he, she hands my brother the ring. He proposes right there on their red carpet. Uh, and then they are led to a horse and carriage ride through, <laughs> through Central Park and then oh we at the Plaza Hotel for tea. It was so beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Every single part of that is like luxury, dreamy, like total. Oh my gosh. Oh okay. yeah. Especially I'm thinking the Plaza hotel, like how much is tea there? <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my brother was super excited for this proposal and definitely uh, gave me a very nice budget for it. So <laughs> oh, nice. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. Uh, I would have, if I would have been the person being proposed to, I would have been like, what? are you guys giving me a ring? You know, I would have been so confused, but that is so sweet. That's, that's a great idea. Do you ever do that on the side anymore? Just. Uh, I could, I definitely could. If anyone were to reach out to me and want a special proposal, I got you, but uh, it's not something I advertise all the time, um, but definitely super, super fun experience to do. Oh my gosh. One of these guys in the comments on TikToks, like sounds savvy, stay single Kings. <laughs> 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 the kind of energy we want here, Mr. Chillman159. <laughs> okay, so you also talked about your self or self-love coaching. Yes. So my question is: a lot of the times when people come to you for self-love coaching, what is it under the guise of? Like, what do they come and be like, oh my gosh, I need help? What's that like defining moment for them that they realize I need I need assistance? Yeah. So one thing with self-love is there are so many people in, I mean, everyone in this world needs it. Uh, but there are so many people who, uh, and I, it may be a society thing where we believe that, oh, we can just figure it out on ourselves. It's, I can Google this. I can meditate once and I'll be good. And with self-love, it's one of those things that, uh, it definitely takes a rock bottom moment to understand that it's important to invest in yourself. And I tried to do it myself. I tried to uh, Google it and hash it together and okay, I'll meditate today and I'll do this tomorrow. And self-love is just like, you know, like facts, but it's not, it's really not. Uh, it is healing work. It is deep, deep work, uh, healing trauma from past, past family <laughs> trauma down the line and you don't realize how much trickles down to you how many limiting beliefs you may be carrying how much fear you may be carrying how you may be operating your entire life around really what you haven't healed through 
And I think that every person kind of needs to have that healing transformation in order to kind of even set themselves to neutral as a human being. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when people come to me, it's directly after a breakup. It is directly after losing someone. It is, uh, it's always a rock bottom moment of like, I can't do this myself. Ashley, can you please pull me out of this hole? And that is a lot of times, uh, it's hard to do it because it's, uh, or not hard to do it, uh, but it feels harder because you're kind of past that point where you should have already asked for help, but it's always possible. It's always possible. So what would be the first thing that you typically do with people who come to you for self-love coaching? What's like the first step? (laughs) So with self-love, I have, uh, I have a ton of online courses where, uh, Uh, people are able to kind of go through and do all of the steps that I did for myself. Um, I've kind of laid them all out there. Uh, But if I were to take on a, say, a one-on-one client, they came to me and they're like, this is going on with me. Uh, The first real step is having awareness around what is blocking you. So a lot of that is through journaling. A lot of that is through uh, actually taking a moment and looking at your life. I do a thing called the circle, uh, the wheel of life. And it's a circle where you have different pieces of the pie and whether it's career relationship um, and we're going through and rating them from one to 10 and deciding which areas of your life you actually need to work on. And then finding ways, tangible ways that don't feel like homework assignments Mm -hmm. to actually enhance those. I love that. I love that you start with like, it's not just a, like a general, okay, like, what do you think? But you're actually giving them a visual of like, okay, so now that you realize like your career is fine, um, your home life is fine, maybe, but your relationships suck ass. Okay. Mm -hmm. How do we start there? I think that's really awesome. Yeah. It's important to pinpoint for sure, uh, because everyone is different. And if I were a self-love coach, that's just saying, oh, okay, meditate for 15 minutes every single day. Here's your prescription. No, <laughs> like yeah. uh, I am a person who like, I love meditating. My husband would like throw a chair out the window if he had to meditate for 10 minutes. So it's very different for everyone. And like, there's uh, different modalities that click with some people and that don't for others. So certain things like breath work, NLP, which is something that I do. Um, any modality that uh, clicks with you is what you're meant to hold on to and anything else, throw it out the damn window. Okay. So what is N and what'd you say? NLP? NLP. Okay. I'm thinking yeah. NFT because that's all I hear lately. <laughs> it's neurolinguistic programming. So um, if you're familiar with uh, like Tony Robbins, hmm. that yeah. is the type of work that he does. And I um, got certified under in that program. And neurolinguistic programming is kind of tapping into your subconscious and your subconscious beliefs and um, shifting them from a subconscious level. I love that. Okay, let's go into the subconscious. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, so something that I realized a lot in my trauma healing, trying to break these generational patterns, um, to to give even more context, when I was growing up, my grandma would always say it runs in our family. She's like, mental illness runs in our family. Mm. Our family has mental illness. And so for five years, like when I was old enough to kind of realize what was going on, I was like deathly afraid that one day I was just going to wake up and be schizophrenic. I'm like dead serious. I I would like see something out of the corner of my eye and think it was a human and it ended up being a mailbox when I'm driving like way far down the road and my eyesight is bad, first of all. And I would realize it's a mailbox and be like, oh my God, I'm schizophrenic. You know, because that seed was planted in my head that it runs in our family and it just happens to us. And as I started, as I hit rock bottom, And then I started pulling myself out of there. I realized that a lot of the things that are generational patterns are just trauma that has not been healed, that keeps getting projected onto the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. Um, So how does neuro-linguistic programming help stuff like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 
NLP can help in so many ways. Uh, it can help you into, uh, and this is an exercise I actually did with you into stepping into your higher self or your alter ego, uh, your next level version. It can help you go into the past and heal trauma. It can help you, um, there's an exercise you can do where you can actually, uh, uh, there's a lot of hypno uh, therapy in it. There's a lot of visualization in it. So uh, there's an exercise that you could actually do through NLP where you are actually going back to that child self and healing her and walking her through and um, giving her that forgiveness, giving her that, that love and nurturing energy that you didn't receive as you were growing up and telling her like, hey, this isn't true and you are going to get through this. Um, there's also exercises where you can actually sit with your grandmother and see it from her side and understand why she projected this onto you and understand the resources that, that she had and the resources that she didn't. So mm -hmm. definite uh, possibilities of going through those situations and, and truly healing them. Yeah, I think that's super important because I think a lot of people, myself included for a while, was like, life just happens to me. Mm. But once I realized that every single moment, every single minute, hour, day, month, year, I mean, take it down to like the millisecond. We have the ability to create our future. We can't control what happens to us necessarily, mm -hmm. but we can control what we put out there. So if someone comes up to you and it's like, you're a fucking bitch and I hate you, like, my, I can't control that, but I can control my response to it, which could be no response at all. But if I go back to them, I'm like, no, I hate, and you know, we get into this cat fight. Like mm -hmm. I'm just as bad at that point. So I think that's really interesting. Um, but something that I think is really cool is that I think you and I have this in common. I do. I don't think we ever talked about it, but I, I can feel it is that you and I both are in the personal branding space. And I think What's really cool is that you and I both are able to take those like holistic, subconscious trauma, those things that we've healed from and turn them into something that you make shine. Like you take that, you take that oil, you take that brass and you just clean it. You take, you, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like tripping over my words, but, <laughs> but would you say that you do that with your personal branding? Cause I feel like you do. I feel like we both do. Oh, absolutely. I think that. Uh, even though I'm in technically the business space, the business realm, uh, I think all of this ties into it. I think that uh, you, you can absolutely have an incredible business uh, business plan where you have uh, all of your branding, all of your copywriting, all of your, your strategy all set. But if you don't have yourself healed, if you don't have that ability to believe that you're worthy of receiving payment for this, then it's going to block you. You're going to, you, you need to match the energetics with the strategy. It's, it's so important to mm -hmm. feel in alignment with where you are in your business. And I think that is one of the biggest things, um, in business that we forget is that, um, you absolutely have to, uh, yeah, the strategy is important, but you absolutely have to feel worthy of your business as well in order to attract the people who are meant to be working with you. Yeah. One of the things that I feel like I say too often is like, I can give you all the strategy in the world, but if you don't have the self-confidence or the self-love to implement it, it, I mean, nothing I say is going to help you. So I think that it's really cool that you and I are both on this level where we're like, we know that the truly the key to starting off in your business and really having that foundation there is knowing who the fuck you are. Like at the, at the end of the day, knowing what you've been through, what you've healed from, what you've grown into, and then projecting that out into a positive way where you can help other people. Mm -hmm. So can you go over with me what celebritizing yourself means? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> celebritize myself is my signature framework and I go over it in my course overnight authority. And then also on my one-on-one -on -one coaching, but, um, it's essentially alter ego work and bringing out that high vibe. Like I'm the non-negotiable person to work with attitude 
So um, when you think of like some of the most recognizable people in the world, like Beyonce, Lady Gaga, maybe even like Dennis Rodman, um, they were just normal people with a skill. So like singing or basketball. But when they started out, they were assigned a, a team of people to quote unquote, celebritize them. And Beyonce is now known for her blonde hair, her bodysuits, like her queen status. Gaga uh, took the world by storm when she showed up in that meat suit. <laughs> and when she has these outrageous outfits and like, I don't give a fuck attitude. Um, and then I actually met Dennis Rodman once. Um, we were shooting for a show. I will not tell you which show, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was The Apprentice, I'll tell you. Um, he was in a black tee and jeans and wardrobe came over and they had this like bright glittery dress and like blue lipstick. And they were like, all right, it's time to get ready for the show. And he told me something along the lines of, Ashley, decide what you want to be what you want to be known for and then stick to that but also know that the world will only cast you in that role forever so really take time to think about that decision oh my god no pressure uh, no pressure <laughs> right because when you think about dennis rodman you think about the outrageous outfits and the silly like the makeup and things like that but that's not him. He showed up in a black jean, black jeans, black tee and converses. And he, that's who he is. But his celebritized version of himself is that glittery dress, the makeup, the things like that. So, oh, okay. Clicked. Exactly. The so when you can exist. Yes. So if I were to give a piece of advice, it's to be very clear on who you are. And then as a as a person as a business marry that into one big statement piece and then blow that up times 10 because a lot of times we think that our business has to be something else than who we are but that's when you see that like disconnect where you don't want to show up because you don't have a brand voice but the voice should be yours mm -hmm. so when i say celebritize yourself i say take who you are and blow that up so for me, like I love 70s era. I love brand, my whole brand is retro chic. You see disco balls, bright, vibrant colors all over my branding. And everything I own is in, in my brand color. Everything that I do is within my brand. And it's because that's me. That's who I am. It's not something I just decided I wanted my brand to be. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. I remember to give a little testimony to that. I remember when mm -hmm. I first started out and I went and got eyelash extensions and I got um, my uh, eyebrows done and I would only show up if I had makeup on because I was like, that's, that's just the way that people are gonna pay attention is if you have makeup on. But 75% mm. mm, of the time I have my hair up and no makeup on and I'm chilling in sweats. Um, but then I also realized that when I wasn't getting ready for the day, I wasn't operating at my highest self. So I had to kind of marry the two, but you said you're into the seventies, you love those bright colors and I'm into like nineties rock music. Like I love grunge music. It's, it's Amazing. probably a problem, <laughs> but I love like, uh, I listen to the big four. Maybe it's cause I live in Seattle, uh, or near Seattle. <laughs> live <laughs> um but i feel like i've started to realize that i think after meeting you honestly because it was it was just so interesting to see how you married that together because i think a lot of people go like so extreme when they're like no i have to do like disco hair and i have to do this that and the other thing like you did it so glamorous and so chic and i was like i could do that too i could yeah yeah you know, i think I think it's so important to, and when I met with you, we, uh, we kind of looked through your, uh, your brand as is, and I, I told you what I thought your brand was and you were like, wait, but it's supposed to be a little bit more this. And that's exactly what I do with clients is I kind of look through their brand and say like, this is what I'm seeing the brand is saying, but what do you want your brand to say? What do you want to show up as? Because 
it's so important to be known for something. It's so important to build that know, like, and trust and attract your dream clients. But it's also really, really important to be yourself in that. And um, that is the like the missing link to staying top of mind. So like every time someone sees a disco ball, I get a DM. They're like, hey, I thought of you. <laughs> and people reach out to me when they see any like retro inspired post. Um, and we build connection and we continue the conversation. And then that's where I get a client for life, you know, but it's all about being me and showing up in that authenticity. And I see you doing that in your brand all the time, every day now. And oh it's God. really exciting. After you guys ripped me a new one, I was like, <laughs> oh God, I really am not showing up. Okay. Ripped a new one. She, her and all the other ladies in the mastermind group, we went around to everybody and we did Instagram audits. Like it was so interesting because what they had only met me on zoom before and I'd only met them on zoom before. And so, I mean, you kind of, you get to know somebody as much as you can over the internet. But then when we went in person, they were like, you are not that person that I saw on social media. You're like, that's, that's different. This is weird. And so I really had to like check myself like, oh, uh, I guess I'm not showing up a hundred percent authentically because honestly, I, I was really afraid of cancel culture for a long time. Very afraid like of getting canceled because I feel like I have my, my thoughts. Like I don't really think inside the box of like what's normal, what people, you know, what's normal for society. So I was like, oh, I'm just not going to share my opinions or anything. So I really was suppressing myself because I didn't want to get canceled. And now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'll just say whatever I feel. And if you don't like it, we can have a dialogue about it. And I think mm -hmm. that's one of my superpowers is that I'm literally open to everything. Like if you have a problem with me, come to me and let's talk about it. Or if you say something that I don't agree with, I'll ask you a question because I'm not ever going to shut something down. I'm just going to try to understand. I feel like there's so much power in understanding, but so many people get caught up in being right or having you be wrong that they can't even find that middle ground to not agree but to understand where somebody is coming from mm -hmm. absolutely so, to tell them it. to come to me for nlp i'll get them straight <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like that there everybody has fears around showing up online. So when we're talking about celebritizing yourself and making, you know, this version of yourself that really stands out that people either love or hate, that's really scary. And especially when it's a personal brand, because your personal brand is you. The cool thing about having a personal brand is you can literally like, okay, I have this face. I have an Airbnb. I have a tractor company with my husband. I have um, Upwest Social, which is my marketing agency. I also do coaching. I also do social media management. I have all these little things that I do. I also have affiliate links for Amazon, right? But that's what's cool about the personal brand is like, okay, it's you. So you kind of have a foot, a step ahead than people mm -hmm. who are just building it like behind a logo. Personal branding is, uh, so I see so many uh business coaches or just entrepreneurs kind of molding themselves around what they think they should be doing. And I see so many and not to knock it, like if you love it, you love it, but you should love it. I see so many pink pages with the script font saying little quotes and things like that. And they're all copying each other. So for what I will say is if, you love pink, fucking embrace it. But if you're doing it because you want to look like someone who's a little bit above you and making more money, no, you need to go back to the drawing board and decide who it is you are, who it is you want to show up as. And when you show up as yourself, yes, it's freaking hard. It's scary. Uh, but when you see, like, if you look at any celebrity right now, like JLo or oh my gosh, Mariah Carey right now has a food, <laughs> uh, like a partnership with McDonald's. I don't know if, if Mariah Carey eats McDonald's, but she literally has a Mariah menu and it's all the things that she would order or something variations of it that Mariah curated for McDonald's. 
And people are going to buy the hell out of that because they freaking love Mariah. Yes. That is a personal brand. A personal brand is this is who I am and I can literally make anything and you will buy it because you know, like, and trust me. Mm-hmm. Amen. I mean, that, that's, that's literally the bottom line of it. So I think having a personal brand, you have to have that confidence to show up and be unapologetically yourself. Because when you do show up as yourself, people, you will get trolls. You will get haters. Oh, yeah. You will get nasty, gross comments on TikTok lives. Not <laughs> one. Um, but there's so many different things that are going to come your way. And a lot of times I feel like we hold ourselves back because we don't like, there's a huge fear around that. But if you do want to show up and you do want to be successful in your personal brand and really celebritizing yourself and really making a name for yourself, like you have to decide, I'm going to make a name for myself. I'm going to work on myself. The thing about entrepreneurship is it constantly catapults you into that next level of growth. You are constantly challenging yourself. You are constantly failing and learning from those mistakes and pivoting and trying it a different way and trying different tactics and having clients fire you and not wanting to work with clients, you firing them. Like there's so many facets that go into it, but they all help you grow. And I think the personal brand that comes out of it is the most beautiful. And I think bottom line for the most part, unless you're like Walmart, Fred Meyer, well, Fred Meyer, that's kind of a name, but um, unless you're like a corporation, pretty much everybody who builds a really successful brand becomes a personal brand because they see the power in just owning it owning who the frick you are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it's so important to have a personal brand. And what you were saying is things are going to come at you. Uh, people are going to give you inappropriate comments. Things are, that is why the energetics are so important to like, you can do the strategy. You can do all of it. You can have a personal brand that doesn't have that, that uh, fallback energetic plan, but you should have that fallback. You should be able to run back into your modalities that help you get through those things, whether that be EFT tapping, breath work, things like that, to literally build a wall around you from those internet trolls, because they're going to come for you. Yes. And I'm going to say you have to take care of yourself first and always like you have, first of all, you have to be really, really clear on what it is you believe, who you know that you are, um, the things that you're passionate about, the things that you love, and then really like create concrete pillars and foundations and then talk about them all the time and do mm -hmm. things around them. Um, something that was really interesting to me is when I, I lost myself for quite a few years. I really mm -hmm. did. I, here's an example. I did not like country music growing up. I hated it. And then I met my boyfriend, like my high school boyfriend, and we, I hung out with him and he loved country. So I started listening to country and I kind of took on this identity in him. And I kept that identity even after him. And that's, I met my husband with that identity. And then I realized that I was just people pleasing galore. Like I just, I was so worried about anything I said, like every conversation I left, I'm like, Oh my God, do they hate me? I was so insecure. And the one thing that like the first step that I took, this is going to be insane. The first step that I took to get back to my root and my core of who I was is I turned on Alice and James and <laughs> my rock music. I literally over and over looped my rock music because before I had met any of these men, I, I'm a rocker. Like I, mm -hmm. I love rock music. That's I, if you had to give me one genre to listen to for the rest of my life, it would be that one song, 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins. But that really helped me. Like when you tap into those things that, you know, nobody can take away from you. It really yeah. does have some power. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that you would really love uh, one of the modalities that I that I do often, but also teach is uh, rage dancing. And I think you would love that. What is rage dancing? <laughs> like, it's essentially like what you were doing. So it's so say you have just so much on your plate, you just feel like I can't 
can't possibly do anymore. Everything is coming at me. Why is this happening to me? What is going on? Like, I, I just can't breathe. Like, say you just feel in that place where you're just like, ah, like you want to scream, but obviously that's weird to do outside, like in the grocery store or something. <laughs> uh, what I, what I recommend is going home, playing that song, put it on loop and rage dancing is essentially just like dancing based off of your, the rage emotion that you have. So it's, it's not technically dancing. Like it doesn't look like dancing. It more so looks like you taking a pillow and throwing it and hitting it against the wall. It's, it's more of, you screaming into that pillow. It's more if you just like punching the air and like getting it all out. It's not actual dance moves. It's whatever you're like, you actually ask yourself, how do I need to get this out in motion? And your body just goes. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So here's, here's the thought in my mind though. Like I'm going to be a hundred percent transparent. There's an insecurity that comes when I think about me doing that, mm. where I would judge myself, you know, like, I, I'm not a good dancer. Well, okay. See limiting belief. Mm. I have not been a good dancer in the past, but when sometimes like if I turn music on and I'm just like moving, I, I think about, Oh my God, I look so stupid. Isn't that crazy? It's not crazy, but mm. that's the beauty of rage dancing. That rage dancing is meant for you to look insane when you're dancing, when you're moving, like you do it in the comfort of your own space with no one around you. And it is all to just let out the energy, the pent up energy that is stagnant. So it's almost a permission slip to not dance well, to dance crazy, to just move your body in a way that you've never moved before. And let me tell you the first like minute you're like, oh, this is weird. I don't like, you have that, like uh, those feelings of um, insecurity. But after that minute, you are free you are going and it is so healing i know if my husband were to walk in while i'm rage dancing like he would be like what the hell we're getting a divorce <laughs> but it's so so healing in so many ways and it actually will help you get through that insecurity wow uh, okay i'm gonna hang up this call and <laughs> rage dance Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm really interested to see what that's going to look like. <laughs> I can't have any cameras or phones or anything. Cause I feel like it has to be very authentic to me and like, yes. Oh, yes. It's a personal private moment. And it's one of the things that we do in society is we throughout the day, we think so much about what other people are thinking of us and we're always kind of operating in that way but rage dancing allows you to straight up take a moment and just like let that all out without mm -hmm. anyone around you and it's really one of the only moments where you're able to just say who cares what anyone thinks which yeah. is nice right i feel like that's a place where everybody desires to get to in life is like i i just don't want to care what anybody thinks anymore i just want to be the most authentic version of myself um and i think i think the more that people start sharing their truths and what's real to them regardless of what everybody else thinks i think that that when when we share something that may be controversial or like start a riot you know like that trending song <laughs> i think that people are going to start to realize like, oh, I can say that too, but nobody wants to be the first person to say it. And I think that's a really important part of celebritizing yourself is you, you just kind of have to be, you just ha have to go for it. Like take messy action and say the things that are true to you, regardless of what anybody else thinks. Because then when you are sharing that experience and sharing your truth, you are giving per people permission to do the same. Yeah. Yeah, you, you also just have to be a pioneer. Like we would never be saying surfboard if it weren't for Beyonce. Like there are certain things that uh, these celebrities bring to us, like new line dances or new, you know, like there are certain things that like, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to stand out and have a personal brand, you have to think like no one else. And that includes thinking like yourself. So when you come up with some random thing, instead of wondering like, oh my gosh, how will people take this? 
throw it out there, put it out into the world. Maybe it's the new TikTok trend. Maybe it's the next uh, book. Maybe it's the next uh, fad. Like you have no idea where it's going to land, but it's so important to just show up and put it out there. Yeah. I mean, think about all the creators on TikTok in general. Can you imagine if somebody like say, let's say Addison Ray, I'm sure she's a billionaire by now, not billionaire, millionaire, but Imagine if she never got on TikTok and started dancing because yeah. it's like, oh my God, what if like somebody from school thinks I'm stupid? Yeah. Can you, can you imagine that? It's just like, I was telling Ashley before we got on, I think it was before we got on that. Um, oh God, what was I telling you? I lost my train of thought that quickly. <laughs> About uh, millionaire. If she never came on and danced and then that segued into what you were telling me. I hate hate when I do that. It'll come back to me at some point. I'm sure. Um, Oh God, don't you hate that when you, I do just like, it literally was like right there and it's like, it derailed. (laughs) I train derailed. Gosh. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, okay. So one thing that Ashley did that was really cool when we were at our mastermind retreat is she is like the photography pose queen. And you (laughs) got a lot of that from your history with, um, uh, Miss New York pageantry. (laughs) Um, so how important is that when you are building that personal brand on social media, you're trying to celebritize yourself, how important is, is it to have like branding photos and different positions and, I mean, does it matter or does it not? Uh, to a certain extent, I think it definitely matters. I would never uh, come on and say, like, if you don't know how to pose, you can't have a personal brand. But uh, it's definitely important. And beyond posing, it's important to have confidence in who you are, in, in yourself. And I've trained for many years with uh, top models, and uh, I know how to walk a runway. I know how to stand a certain way to make my body look a certain way. I know where to place my hands so to elongate my legs, things like that. And those are things that I'm always willing to uh, share with my clients. But at the same time, like there is such a huge potent difference between showing up in front of a camera and internally thinking, oh my gosh, I hate photos. I always look so fat in photos. I look like this. Oh my gosh, is my outfit weird? Is this okay? And showing up in the opposite way and saying, you know what? I don't care what my outfit looks like. They're going to see my personality. They're going to see how much I care about them. I am going to show up in my bad bitch energy and I'm excited for this photo shoot. And those two pictures, if you put them side by side, would look completely different. So one thing I will say that is one of the most important things when you are doing brand photos, when you are showing up for a TikTok, when you are showing up for a live, when you are like, whenever you're showing up is to tap into that energy, the higher self version of you and let go of that inner critic and just for that moment, because usually it's not a long time. Like a TikTok is what? A few seconds, a a live might be up to 30 minutes or so, whatever. Show up and decide before you press play, before you press record, that you are enough, that you are confident, that you are exactly who you're meant to be. The right people will receive it and it will land with them. And everyone else, who cares? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about authenticity on social media, how on social media, everybody's like, you need to be authentic. You need to be this, that, and the other thing. It's actually to your point about the pictures. I was that person at our, at our mastermind retreat. Our coach had a personal branding photographer come in and I was like, I look so bad with pictures. I'm like, I'm way better on video. Cause I can like, you just see like the personality. Right. But on pictures, I'm like, it's so uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. But on social media, everybody's like, you need to be authentic. You need to be yourself. Da, da, da. So what is the connection between being that most like authentic version of yourself and showing up as the highest 
version of yourself? And first, actually, what is that highest version of yourself for somebody who may not know? Yeah. So I go into this in depth with alter ego work of actually um, embodying and finding that higher level version of yourself. But if you are an entrepreneur, you are not an entrepreneur if you don't have a dream, if you don't have like an idea of where you want to be. So this lands in your heart. It's not something that you asked for. It's something that literally is in your heart and you know, down in your subconscious level, you know where you want to be. Like if you were to ask any entrepreneur, okay, in five years, in 10 years, where do you want to be? And give me your scary answer. Give me the like, holy crap, like I don't think I can actually ever do this, but I will say it out loud um, mm -hmm. answer. You'll start to hear, oh, I want to be the next Oprah. I want to have a show on Netflix. I want to do this. I want to be on stage selling out for hundreds of thousands of people. I want to be the top uh, PR person for Forbes. Like I, like, you know, deep, deep, deep down, you know, who that version of you is. So tapping into that person right now, even without having those things, even without being on stage, even without the money, the cars, the, all of the things is so freaking powerful. And you can do it. I know a lot of people will say, well, I don't have the money. So like, how am I supposed to dress that way? Or how am I supposed to do, instead of dressing in a $5,000 outfit, dress in something that makes you feel that confident right now. Mm -hmm. Show up in a way that makes you feel that confident right now. So a lot of times uh, when you're, when you don't have that money, when you don't have that fame, you might wake up, roll out of bed, scroll your Instagram, maybe post something, maybe do a podcast. And if you're at that level, you might wake up knowing that you have a team doing it all for you. So you're going to wake up, you're going to go to the gym, do what you want to do, have your fancy matcha, go do whatever you want to do, you know? So why not do that now? I feel like a lot of what you just said is a mindset. You know, when you really want to become, actually become the person that you feel like deep down that you are meant to become, you have to start stepping into that mindset, even though it's freaking scary. Um, mm -hmm. For example, something, my dream is to have a podcast and literally get paid to podcast. That, that would be so incredibly ideal for me because I love talking to people. I love hearing different perspectives, different opinions. I love understanding where people come from, why their life is so interesting from their lived experiences, their traumas, their childhood, how their parents raised them, their socioeconomics. I mean, just like the list goes on. I genuinely am interested in people. But <clears throat> it's interesting because I think a lot of people get kind of paralyzed in the fear of like, well, I'm not there, so I don't even know how to act. But it's yeah. like, okay, like you said, when you put on that outfit, you know, when you feel that best version of yourself, like you feel like, damn, I'm going to go like, I'm going to hit the town tonight. And you know, like you look up and you look people in the eye and you just feel that most confident. That's literally that, that, um, alter ego, that most authentic version of yourself, your highest self. Um, so how do we tie together our authenticity and our alter ego. I'm going to listen to you while you say this, but I'm going to go plug my phone in because it's about <laughs> now. So go. All right. So tying in your authenticity and your alter ego, it, in a way it feels kind of hard because it's like my alter ego is so far in, in advance. My alter ego is literally a celebrity or literally someone who is just crushing it and killing it. But it is such an easy shift of just saying, I like, think about it right now. Like if it were you right now with $10 million in your account, would you act any different in your values in who you are as a person? Mm -mm. No. You just have more to give away. So if you're a person who loves to give and, and love up on your people, 
you're going to give them more. You're going to take them on a yacht, you know? So it's really just being true to who you are and never letting go of your values. I always help my clients find their five unique values through NLP work. And that is the thing that stays content, constant. Like we have our content pillars, we have our frameworks, but the values are who you are as a person, no matter what level you're at. So tying those two together, you're only, you're only expanding upon your values. You're only giving them more ability to see the light when you are embracing your higher self. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's literally just taking each of those different parts and integrating them to who you are right this second, where you are right this second. Because you're always going to be the same person, but you have different levels of growth and evolution. I, I truly believe that as a human being, we never stop evolving. We continually have a new version of ourselves. Like once we learn different things about ourselves, once we overcome different mountains and get to the next peak and then down to the next valley. Like we have different tools that we gather along the way. And hopefully by the time that we are at our deathbed, we felt like we've lived a good life and there's no regrets because we've tried everything. We've done the things that we want to do. So on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just had the best time chatting with you today on this podcast. We went over everything from celebritizing yourself to branding, to your wedding proposals, to um, self-love, the trauma. Oh my gosh. I love the trauma aspect of it because everybody has some. That's, that's yeah, like a common thing. It's different for everybody, but it's all the same. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ashley, where can people find you and how can they work with you? Yes, I hang out a lot on Instagram. So my Instagram is Coach Ashley Vives, V-I-V-E-S. And then just for hanging out with me today, I have a free workbook. It is eight journal prompts to get you clear on your celebrity factor so that you can start showing up fiercely, attract your dream clients, and be seen as the non-negotiable person to work with in this billion dollar industry. Uh, to get that, you can go to ashleybevas.com slash celeb. Perfect. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for this. And uh, let's answer some TikTok questions. Right. Man, that conversation was game changing. I hope you love this episode as much as I did. Make sure to leave some love in the reviews, connect with us on social media and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Oh, and I've been meaning to ask you, have you felt the sting of loneliness that entrepreneurship can bring? Well, that doesn't have to be the way we operate anymore. That's exactly why I created the Editor Society. It is a place for multi-passionate entrepreneurs to grow both personally and professionally. Link below to learn more.